Biggie. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Biggie. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. Thank you. As always, this is NFC Championship Eve Eve here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. The Eagles are one win away from the Super Bowl. And had you told me this before the season, I even though I had the record prediction at 13-4, and four, still wouldn't have believed you. Know? It's just in order for you to make it this far and for your team to be this good, a lot of things have to go your way. People have to stay healthy. You know, yada, yada, yada. We could go down all the different things. Your quarterback has to stay healthy. He had to take the leap that he did. You know, the defense has to come together. And everything that you could imagine has come together. Four guys on the off, or on the defensive line had 10-plus sacks. Reddick had 15, 16 sacks this season. What an incredible signing he was. I could go through everything. That has turned this team, this Eagles team, into a legitimate contender in just pretty much one season. I mean, last year they spacked into the playoffs with that seven seed. They played the Bucks in the first round, and they were, they got their doors blown off. They were never in that game from start to finish. And now this year they are a completely different team. The NFL has completely shifted from the teams like the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, were basically non-factors all year long. The Philadelphia Eagles... With their running quarterback, you know, quote unquote, and their high-powered offense that can run the ball, and when you want to stack it in the box, we will just hit AJ Brown and Devonte Smith down the sidelines, and we will just hit you wherever we will take whatever the defense gives us, and we will capitalize. We've done it all season long. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on here to talk specifically Eagles and specifically Philadelphia sports. I won't be doing any. I mean, the Sixers tearing it up right now. We will. I will give every you know all of these teams their platform uh, in due time. But right now, it is strictly we are doing strictly Eagles talk and just a strictly an Eagles state of the union right now, essentially, because they deserve it. They. I mean, what a year in Philadelphia sports we are. Another team is in the thick of the title hunt, and they are one win away from playing in the Super Bowl, the biggest game that's played in professional sports essentially all season long, all year long, every single year. But they have a, a stiff, stiff test against, you know, coming up against them. Uh, I, I I feel like I could go back and forth and, re, and replay the whole last, you know, the st- stretch run for the Eagles, you know, Jalen Hurts going down with the shoulder, Gardner coming in, them struggling against the Saints, struggling against the Cowboys. Just you know, just they finally hit a little bit of a snag in their season after cruising for such a long period of time this year. It was bound to happen. You know, you really can't play that level of football for you know f- four months. Uh, you know, from September to January, even through February. Like it's it's a it's a tough ask. So the Eagles, you know, Jalen Hurts himself was able to get a little bit of rest. You know, they even had that bye. They were able to sit out that, uh, you know, they weren't they, 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 they weren't able to sit out the Giants game. But in some ways, you could argue that that's a good thing because you've seen some of these teams. I always look back at the Colts when they were undefeated. Uh, I think they were like 14-0, and and then they kind of just let, they, they, they pulled the starters, Man, you know, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, all those guys, Dwight Freeney. They, they had a nasty, nasty team. 
but they instead of going for the undefeated season, they decided to rest all their starters and get them ready for the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure they lost in the divisional round. They were just rusty. Like you, you have this isn't like all those other. I, we talk about it all the time. This isn't like all those other uh, sports. Uh, playoffs or sports series or anything like that where you have seven games to figure it out and if you come out uh you know rusty or just you know not not ready to play in game one then you have you know you have three more games to lose before you're done you know like the nfl and football you have it's any given sunday it's literally one game one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted okay shout out to uh, eminem but it's not there's really no room for error and I did like the Eagles, you know, although they didn't really look great in that game. They didn't really show much. They didn't have to show much because then they played the Giants and blew their fucking doors off. So it didn't really matter, obviously. But I like having as much momentum as possible rolling into the playoffs uh, play-wise. Necessarily doesn't have to mean you're playing well, but at least these guys are sharp and ready to go. Now, they're playing the 49ers who are easily, without a doubt, the best team they've played all season long. Next to the Cowboys, I would say, and this is just strictly off the top of my head. I mean, the Vikings were frauds. Uh, you know, th- this is the best team that they've played. I mean, uh, especially now at this point of the season, they they've won twelve straight games. Uh, they have a nuclear offense with George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who they added halfway through the season. They've lost their starting and backup quarterbacks. And are now starting a, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. They love to say that all the time. Brock Purdy from Iowa State. And he's played, you know, well. He's he, he's kept the ship afloat. And he he's, he's uh, much exceeded expectations, which were probably in the toilet uh, when he when he took over the job, right? I mean, he no one expected anything from him. They, the season was pretty much over. And people were like, well, can they get Jimmy G back at a certain point this year? And now Jimmy G's like almost healthy, probably could play in the Super Bowl if they really needed them to. And it's like, well, you know, especially if they were to, you know, God forbid, beat us on Sunday, why the hell would they want him to play, right? Because he's Brock Purdy has done a great job. He had, I mean, he went, they cooked Tom Brady and the, and the Buccaneers, which a lot of teams this season have, but he has done his job and he's done it well. They have a great offensive line. Okay. They have Trent Williams manning one side, McGlinchey on the other side. And I mean they're pretty they're pretty solid throughout the entire offensive line. They have a great defensive line. They have great linebackers. Their only uh, sort of weakness is their secondary, and that is something I will expect the Eagles to exploit or at least try to take advantage of. Because I assume it will be the 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 49ers game plan, D'Amico Ryan's their defensive coordinator's game plan, will be to shut down the run game. That's that is the the key the ignition the the just the gas the everything for the Eagles offense. If they are able to run the ball on you, there is almost no stopping them. If they are able to get Miles Sanders going, if they are able to get Jalen Hurts running and him keeping the ball and getting seven, eight, nine, you know, picking up first downs down the sidelines, down the you know, it, it's almost impossible to beat them because then you have to hone in on that and he's able to beat you over the top like he did in that Giants game to. Guys like Devontae Smith, you know, and he almost hit, you know, A.J. Brown on a touchdown. Like, it's it's a very tough, tall task to beat them when that run game is getting going. So I expect them to come out and try and shut the run game down. So in turn, I expect the Eagles to be ready to throw the ball. 
All right, they, that that is going to be the easiest access point to beat these guys, and not necessarily be the only thing they do. But I feel like that is the place that they're going to have the most success. I'm not saying anything that's really groundbreaking or that people don't know already. That that, that is the way. If on the other side, for the 49ers to game plan against us, they're, in, in theory, their best bet would be able to, if they're able to run the ball, it's going to be a battle between our defensive line and offensive line to see who wins, who gets the upper hand, and who really is the, the, the team that is able to dictate what happens. You know, the, 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 the unit, I should say, that's able to dictate what happens. Because if the Eagles are able to make Brock Purdy throw the ball, I have no doubt in my mind we will win the game. Like if if they they are able to hold Christian McCaffrey back and they're able to force Brock Purdy into third and seven, third and eight, you know anything above pretty much five yards. If he's able to really, he's going to have to really throw the ball and, and make plays with his arm and make good decisions. I have a tough time believing that he'll be able to do that. And, I mean, maybe he will. Maybe he'll shock me. But I saw in that in that Cowboy game that there were some opportunities to be had. I mean, there's a video going around on the internet right now of plays where if the cornerbacks just caught the ball this season, how many interceptions this guy could have potentially thrown. So that, honestly, in their for their offense, is their tr- one true weakness. And uh, they've done a great job all season long of hiding him and making sure that that, you know, and, and he's played well. I'm not, I'm not going to try and act like they're, they're getting there in spite of him. He's done... He's made great throws. He's activated George Kittle into the offense again because for the earlier stretch of the season, anyone who had him in fantasy, me included, there was games where he would just be, you know, he's too much of a, of a weapon to just be disappearing in games. And in those games, he was disappearing. And then once Brock Purdy took over, he's having two touchdown games or seven catches. You know what I mean? Like he's having big, big, big games and he's become a factor again. So it's something to, you know, consider. But with all that said, if you're able to get him into those long down situations, I think the Eagles will have success. This game opened up at one and a half. Eagles favorite. It is now at two and a half. The Eagles are minus 148 on the money line. I just like to take a look at some of the different uh, anytime touchdowns. That's always a fun thing to bet. McCaffrey's minus 130. Hertz plus 125, 140 for Sanders, 50, 155 for A.J. Brown. So you have three Eagles and one 49er in the top four, and then Debo at uh, plus one, 170. So there's a, not really a – I mean, there's so many weapons. I'm going through. I mean, I'm almost on the third line. Brandon Ayuk is the ninth high, you know, high lowest odds, however you want to say, lowest odds. So then, you know, I mean, Boston Scott's plus 550. It seems like – that is a lock every single week because it seems like he finds his way into the end zone. Kenneth Gainwell plus three sixty, Elijah Sam, Elijah Samuel, Elijah Mitchell plus three seventy. So you know, maybe if you want to take a shot down the field on Boston Scott, but uh, if I was really gonna take a chance here and bet in one of these anytime touchdowns, I'd bet one of these Eagles wide receivers, uh, probably AJ Brown because it seems like he, you know, I think it was last year had is you know a huge game against them. Uh, when he was playing for the Titans, uh, and may- maybe even a Devontae Smith. You know, Quez Watkins at plus 600. He's really, you can't trust him, but I mean, even Dallas Goddard, one plus 190. They they have a, it looks like they believe that, you know, honestly, based off these odds, they really just don't know who's going to score a touchdown. And I mean, not, we, me or you don't either, but, you know, you got to take a shot somewhere. So that, that would be, uh, you know, one of those Eagles receivers, even maybe the tight end, that would be the best bet, I, I would assume, 
for a uh, good bet because I, you know, I mean, Jalen Hurts could probably find his way in, especially if there's a QB sneak situation. But uh, I imagine they're going to try and do everything within their power to make sure that that doesn't happen and that he does not get into the end zone. So, if you want my official prediction, I think the Eagles will, if they're able to, you know, the Eagles are a team if they're able to get ahead of you and not play from behind they're going they they have their most success and they are a tough team to catch up on and run down and kind of come from behind on so if the eagles are able to get you know get the ball early go down score maybe stop them we're up seven nothing or you know if we were able to get a double digit lead at some point in this game it it would be in my mind almost a wrap and i'm going to i'm going to expect a 24 to 20 victory where the Eagles are up, maybe the Niners make it closer towards the end of the game, but uh, two and a half is a questionable number. I like that minus 148 because I am not a points guy. I am a coward, as some people would say. So that is my official prediction for the Eagles here coming up on Sunday. I will be in the building. I can't believe it. My buddy, cash out to Corey Daggs, got me tickets. So I'll be experiencing one of my greatest sports memories on Sunday. I'll be in the building to see an NFC Championship game. It, it's a bucket list sort of, you know, when when eventually I perish and, and leave this earth, it'll be one of the things that pops right in my head alongside watching the that ball hit the ground and that clock hit zero and the Eagles win the Super Bowl and uh, watching Brad Lidge fall to his knees after winning the World Series. Like that, that will be those things that I'll never forget. And now being in the building for this will be uh, a, a, a just, I don't want to say like life-changing, but it'll just be like, I'm sure I'm going to be emotional in there, man. It's going to be a big, big, big-time game, obviously. I, I would be freaking out at my house. I can't imagine what the, the energy is going to be inside that building. Um, it's just truly, I'm just truly, truly excited. I can't, I can't, can't, can't wait. I can't tell you how enough, how much, uh, how much I'm excited. So I do believe it. I, I, this isn't coming from like an Eagles fan standpoint either. I just think that the Eagles are a little bit more of a complete squad in comparison to the 49ers. They just think, you know, they, although they've been great, they really haven't played a ton of great teams. They, I mean, barely, took care of the uh, Cowboys last week, and that's only because Dak was horrendous last week. So although I don't really want to take a ton away from the 49ers and how good they've been and how great of a team they've been this season, I just think that they're a li- the, uh, the hype is a little bit overblown. And I just, th- I, I just think the Eagles, are, it's the, the momentum's there, and it's just there. They, they have the better, uh, the better offense. I think they, the, although the Niners' defense is great, I think the Eagles' defense is pretty, pretty fucking close. So I, I don't think that, that that gap is that far. I think these teams are really evenly matched. And I think Vegas and the line will tell you that that's, that's what they think too. They don't really know what to expect of this. I mean, last week they were completely off on the, you know, I mean, seven and a half. Uh, when I'm going to eight, nine, I mean, it, that, that number couldn't have been high enough because the, the Eagles and the Giants were not in the same, they weren't in the same stratosphere. So, I mean, take with that, take, take that for what it's worth. Uh, you know, Vegas usually isn't wrong, so I expect them to get back this week because uh, they got, they were uh, off on the uh, Bengals game with, uh, I believe, five-point underdogs the Bengals were, and they came in and just dog-walked. 
the Buffalo Bills in their building in the snow. Like everything was all you know was in the in the Bills' favor, and it just didn't go their way. So quickly, while I'm here though on the, on on the matter, uh, we should just discuss uh, the AFC Championship game. That'll be at 6:30 on Sunday in Kansas City. Pat Mahomes dealing with the high ankle sprain. He left a little bit of the game last week and uh, was able to come back, but he didn't really look himself now. No boot. There's a lot of discussion about that. He's, uh, you know, walking around fine at, at all the press conferences and stuff like that. But if it's truly a high ankle sprain, I have a tough time believing he's going to be able to be, you know, the true Pat Mahomes or the 100% Pat Mahomes or what version of him they're going to get. The Chiefs are only one-and-a-half-point favorites here on Sunday. And uh, if I was a betting man, which some some fa- I, I fancy myself sometimes, I, I would probably take that Bengals 108, uh, plus 108. That just seems uh, like a delectable uh, odds right there. Uh, it's a crazy-ass sentence to say. But I just think that the, I mean, the Bengals and Joe Burrow have proven that it doesn't really matter what you say or what the odds are, or what you you know, who believes in what. It's just he comes out and he makes plays. Their defense does just enough to take care of business. They have a great defense. They that's that's kind of the underrated part of them. That it's the, one of the things that kept them in that Super Bowl for so long last year. And I mean, especially Joe Burrow and the weapons that they have with Higgins and Chase and I mean even Tyler Boyd sometimes. So it's yeah, and Joe Mixon in the backfield, and their offensive line's a little banged up. That is the one concern that I may have that would pause, give me pause and want me to go the other way because that is one of the things that killed Joe Burrow early in the season was that he just wasn't getting any protection, and he was lucky he didn't get hurt. Cause dude, he, I mean, especially in that Cowboy game, if you remember early in the season, he was just getting teed off on the whole game. He had no time back there. And that, that's kind of, I mean, they started 0-2 or 1-3. Like, they, were not, they did not start off a good, good this year, and they turned it around. And that was kind of due to the fact that the offensive line came together and they got, you know, healthy and it just, everything sort of came together a little bit. But if you're asking me who I would bet, I'd probably bet Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But I, that, I reserve that right. And I would, I personally don't, just don't know. There's just, I, I always tell this on the MMA show that just there's, there's too much unknown and there's not enough that you trust in a certain game or a certain fight. That you should stay away from it. You just if you don't know if this guy's healthier, he's made advancements in his game. Like this, if this is MMA related. Then you don't, you really shouldn't touch a game because you just don't know what you're going to expect. Maybe wait till the game starts and bet a live line if that's if you really want to get in on the game. Which I don't, I don't blame people for wanting to do that. So maybe wait to see Mahomes' first, you know, couple drives and see if he's moving well. Then hop in the game and see. But if uh, from an Eagles standpoint, if you wanted to know who who we'd rather play or who, who I'd rather match up against, I probably would rather match up against the Bengals. And that's just because I wouldn't want to play Mahomes. Mahomes is just you know, although Burrow is good, it's really kind of a pick your poison situation. I, I just don't you know, Mahomes scares the shit out of me. And I think we could probably get to Joe Burrow because he doesn't move as well. And you know, I think our secondary would be able to hold up. The guys on the outside, you know, I think Slay and Chase is a great matchup. Um, but I wouldn't be scared of the Chiefs either. I think we could definitely beat the Chiefs. I think we could beat either one of those teams. Uh, I think 49ers almost scare me more than those other teams, uh, just their overall team. Uh, if, they had, if the 49ers had like an elite quarterback, I would be terrified coming into this game on Sunday. But they don't. They have Brock Purdy. 
we have Jalen Hurts. We have an MVP candidate that I was wrong about, and I will admit that I was wrong about, and I am pr- I am happy that I was wrong about. Like I told you all on this podcast many times that I'm glad that he has become this player that he is today, and I hope he continues to get better, and I hope he gets those contracts, and I hope he continues to lead us into these big games and these big situations, and Coach Sirianni, all of it has come together, and it is just a great, great time to be a Philadelphia sports fan, and that I will leave you with that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me. This has been the Hot Take Hotbox. My name is Matt McSweeney.